Joining us now, hopefully from down in nice sunny Florida, Rex Hargett of the Golf Channel. Welcome hey, in, Rex. Hey, Rex. How you doing this morning, Rex? A uh, little, little jet lag, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> jet lag from where? <laughs> L.A. Yeah, I mean, he, he went from L.A. to Orlando, But it's man. a week I mean, later, Tampa, man. Come Tampa. on. Hey, look. This this man is a Marine, and if he says he's tired, he's tired, okay? Leave him alone, man. Uh, so, uh, it's I mean, it's nice and warm down there, though. Uh, no, perfect golf weather, although I heard you guys. I was with Ron Green, Jr., I'm sure you know, and you yep. spent time with you. Sure. He was very excited that the temperature was going to edge into the 70s in your neck of the woods. Yeah. So um, forward to actually playing some golf. Yeah, I actually played golf on Wednesday and broke two bones in my foot. That hit, uh, I stepped in a hole and just went down. And so uh, oh, no. I'm done for six weeks, Rex. Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking about guys coming off of injury, uh, is this the Brooks Kepka that we've been waiting a little bit for? I mean, are we getting uh, the Brooks that's uh, when, when he shows up to play and is motivated that everybody else is in trouble? I think so. Yeah, this is the guy that, you know, looked like he was going to win every major he cheated up in just about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And he went through a slump and there was injuries. And it's funny how you can kind of point to those specific injuries and they start taking a toll. I mean, it was his knee and then it went to his hip and then it went straight to his confidence. Mm -hmm. And we've seen it before where his confidence was shattered. He was in a dark place and, and we've seen it this season. I mean, he started this year with three consecutive missed cuts and you were thinking this is going to be more of the same. And then something just started to click. I, you know, he talked about, I, I talked to him last week in Los Angeles after the first round, and, and he was so happy, not because he shot a good score, but because he was pain-free. Mm -hmm. And the smile just wouldn't leave his face. Yeah. You get an idea of how much and how debilitating that pain was to him. Yeah, and not only that, when, when you hear a guy say, I expect to be there every Sunday afternoon, he's got confidence and he's not hurting. And I, and I just, you know, you look at this pairing today, and, and I've got a feeling, uh, and this is just, I don't know what you, I, I hope you'll give me an answer as to as to what you think. But he's with Horschel. Horschel's a big Florida guy. Brooks is a Florida State guy, and I don't think Brooks cares a whole lot about whether he's a Florida State guy or not. But I think Billy's going to press and press and press and try to beat Brooks, and he's just going to back up. I don't. That's how I see that. But I don't know what you think, Rex. Give us some, uh, some thought on that. No, I think you nailed it. I think Billy is a huge Florida guy, and he leans into being a Florida guy. And I don't know how much of a Florida State guy no, Brooks is. Right. I, mean, I certainly think he appreciates being in Tallahassee, but. I think the bigger issue there is Billy's probably going to press because he hasn't been in this yep. position in a long time. And we can see what happens when guys start to press on yep. this golf course. Mm. I mean, somehow Victor Hoblin made an eight yesterday on the ninth hole. That was awful. It, yeah, it was awful. And I just think that's sort of a, a byproduct of this golf course. That as long as you're hitting the ball well, I don't think guys will tell you that it's pretty much right there in front of you is the cliche that they use. Yep. But when you're not, like Hoblin did on one particular hole, it can get away from you so quick. Mm -hmm. And you don't have a lot of horses like this on tour where you, you know, you'll have holes where you can make a bogey. Yeah. But there's very few times that you run into a course where there's holes where you can make six, seven, eight out there. Yeah, asking Matthew Wolf about that in the first round, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I think he had made a six, seven, and eight in his first seven holes. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then he threw because, uh, as we all know, golf's hard. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard that there's going to be some wind today and tomorrow. Is that the, is that the forecast, Rex? Or yeah, which is just going to make it more difficult. That's. I think we've seen the highest score in this tournament. We're going to see. I think it's going to kind of level out and go backwards a little bit. Probably, and we saw this a few years ago when Concession hosted the NCAA. Right. I mean, I think anybody who played in that championship, and there's quite a few guys 
in this field who did, Bryson being one of them. They knew what they were getting themselves into. So I think a lot of players were prepared. They, they knew this this was an, it's a completely different test yeah. than the golf course we would have played in Mexico City. That one's very, very short. It's at elevation. That one's more like a driving contest than it is anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, Rex, we've seen uh, the Tony Finau experience uh, continue here, and uh, obviously great play. He's somebody that I want on a, on, on the Ryder Cup team and, and teams going forward just because he plays so well and has so many different tools in his bag. But it it, it seems like his spirits are still up. Is there going to be some point where he really begins to doubt and then that creeps into the game and it starts going south? I mean, at, at some point you got to think that has to happen. I would think so. I mean, he's just human, but it's amazing. I, I've been – I've covered – Every event except for Saudi Arabia, where he had a chance to win. And, and I will say, he was probably the most upbeat on this one, leaving L.A., talking with him. And it had a lot to do with how he got there. Yeah. In the other instances, when he gave himself an opportunity, he was kind of in the lead or very, very close to the lead going in the final round. There were expectations for him to get it done this time around. This was different. I mean, he was sort of an afterthought going into Sunday, and he shot a number. And he hadn't been able to do that on a Sunday. So I think he took some sort of motivation from that. Um, you can sit here and second-guess what happened in the playoff, uh, on the first playoff hole and the second playoff mm-hmm. hole. And I think there are questions that he's going to have to end up asking himself eventually. But I'm still in the mindset that he's far too talented to let this get to him, at mm-hmm. least in the short term. I mean, I think, I think he'll get on the board eventually. I think the fact of the matter is, though, that Max Homa never misses that putt on 18 again. I mean, I don't know how he missed that putt. I just It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> But um, uh, 99.57% yeah. from that range on the PGA Tour. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so uh, really, Finau shouldn't have been there, but but he was. And I think you're right. I think he's going to win, and I think he's going to win a lot. Yeah, but I'll, you know, I say that. We all say that because, I mean, I think we all watch Tony Finau play, and he's, he's enjoyable to watch. He's entertaining. We all know he's a very good dude. But I remember having this conversation with Butch Harmon a few years ago about Ricky Fowler at a yeah, major championship. Right. I go. forget where it was, mm-hmm. but he was Ricky was in or near the lead on Saturday night. And I was talking with Butch, and I was like, yeah, this is it. He's going to finally get it done. And Butch kind of turned to me, and he goes, not until he actually does it. And the point was, is uh-huh. it's hard. Like, and You can't give anybody anything. And I think Tony's learning that the hard way right now. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you it's funny. We have, we have Tony that's struggling to win. We have Jordan Spieth that's... Uh, shown some glimmer of hope, except for in fourth rounds, which we know. I mean, like you said, golf is hard, and we know the hardest thing to do is to close out and win, no matter whether it's uh, winning five bucks in your uh, weekend game or winning on the PGA Tour. And then we've got uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who's kind of had mixed results since he did win at the U.S. Open. And now we're talking about, you know, ball speed and driver heads and uh, the ball can't handle what's going on and all this stuff. I mean, uh, there's somebody that's in his own head in his own way sometimes. And uh, he kind of backed off it a little bit Mm -hmm. yesterday and actually had a good round. What do you make of that? I think if he starts doing that a little bit more, I don't know how many times he has to learn this. I think Augusta in November was a perfect example of how he can overthink things. And I think we all, I certainly appreciate how he sort of comes at the game. I mean, it's not for everyone, and it's the type of game that that I don't think is sustainable sustainable for a long time. I agree. But that said, I mean, I think he wants to be very, very good at his craft, and I appreciate that. However, in situations, this is a good week to point it out. He's played this golf course. He won on this golf course Mm -hmm. before. He doesn't have to overpower it. I mean, if you look at the difference of how far he's hitting it now versus how far he was hitting it when he won NCAAs, 
he, he could play a three wood around this golf course and play well and contend and win. And this is just another example of him maybe overthinking things sometimes. Well, and I was talking earlier about his Thursday round. I mean, he was so off balance. I mean, he was swinging so hard at it, Rex. And I don't know if you saw any film on it, but or, or were following him. But man, he was all over the place. And and yesterday, maybe he learned something. I don't know what happened yesterday, but it was far different. It was night and day different uh, than than Friday's round. Yeah, I mean, and I just think these are things that are going to happen when you have a player. A lot of players just try to look for some sort of consistency. Like, they want consistency in their swing. Whereas, in Brighton's case, he has gone in a vastly different direction. And I'm not saying it's not going to work. I mean, he won the U.S. Open on a very, very difficult golf course last year in demanding conditions. However, that being said, he's going to have his off weeks, and he's going to look like he did on Thursday. Again, we're talking with Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel, and we're just going to go ahead and get the elephant out of the room because we're yep. running out of space in here. Uh, Tiger Woods, uh, obviously uh, a, a bad accident uh, earlier this week, but um, it, the good news is that he's already been moved to a different facility to kind of start the uh, rehabilitation process. Um, you know, obviously we're all relieved that he's alive and well, uh, as as could be expected. What what do you expect going forward out of him? I mean, I've I've said that it, you know from an injury standpoint, from the accident, at least it was better that it was the right leg than the left leg. But for me, the inquiring question is, how is the back after rolling in a car a couple exactly, times? Yeah, five minutes in, I'd have lost a lot of money betting on that. The tiger was going to be the question that I got five minutes into an interview. <laughs> uh, how about that? <laughs> I I changed it up. We're on you, not I? that predictable, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, no, you bring, bring up some good points. And I, I mean, I actually was in LA this week covering that story. And I think when, uh, of all the people I talked to, one person stood out, and his name was John Engler. And he actually played at Clemson. You guys probably remember him. Sure, I do. He yeah. played on the PGA Tour. And he was involved in a very, very similar, I mean, just traumatic accident, a lot like Tiger. And it was, it was John's right ankle as well, but John's left handed. And so I was kind of calling him, and I, I wanted to sort of talk through how long he thinks the process was. And the one thing that John told me that stood out is he, he said that his doctor told him right after surgery that don't even think about playing golf again for at least a year. Mm. Now, I don't think and that, that was quite a long time ago, and I'm sure that medicine and, and surgeries and science has caught up and gotten much more uh, cutting edge. However, I think for Tiger Woods, and you guys talk about him starting the rehabilitation process, I don't even think he can start the rehabilitation process for yeah. about another two or three months, yeah. simply because the way his injuries are, they're non-weight-bearing, and you factor in his back. As we all know, he had his fifth back surgery in December, and there was a rehab that went along with that, but that's going to get set back now. And I, I'm kind of in the same mindset that everyone is. Like, if anyone can find a way to, to mm -hmm. battle through this and to play again, it's going to be Tiger, but I keep getting caught up with what Rory McIlroy said when he was asked this exact yeah, same question. Yeah, he's not Superman. He's not Superman. Yeah, right. And he, he's not, you know, he can't go out and do superhuman things at 45 years old anymore, and this one's going to be hard. And you wonder at what point is he tired of putting his, himself and his body and his family through this. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if you, I'm sure you saw the Jim Nance interview, but he just, he didn't look good at all in that interview, I, I thought. So I, I don't... I know that, uh, or at least I assume that he knew he wasn't going to be able to play in the Masters, even before the accident. I, I think so. I think you're right. I mean, we were kind of aiming for the Players' Championship as maybe yeah. a tune-up. That seemed like it was absolutely out of the question. And then, we, you know, that led to the conversation about the Masters. Um, I mean, I think we need to probably have a conversation about next year's Masters yeah. at this point. And just from what at least we were told by the medical experts, it was released last night from his camp 
that he has had another procedure after, of course, the surgery he had on Tuesday. So you don't know. We, we just don't know the extent of the injuries at this point. And it's going to be a while before I think we do. Yeah, I mean, we're we're hoping at some point that, you know, like I, I, I did an interview the other day and my thing was like, we hope that maybe he can be a part of the Ryder Cup, maybe as a vice captain perspective. And that's maybe the first time that we actually get to see him out there and doing something. Well, one of the people I called this week to talk to about this story was Davis Love because he actually had surgery on his ankle as well. And I was, again, just trying to get some sort of perspective on on how do you bounce back from this. And he had been texting with Tiger about a week ago about the President's Cup that's going to be in your neck of the woods next year. And I said, what was Tiger's thought on that? Like, was he talking to you as a vice captain or was he talking to you as a player? He said, no, absolutely, as a player. Like, in his mind, he's going to be on that team in Charlotte. So, I mean, his mind is still willing. It's just, it's the body. Yeah, well... It's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what we find out as we go forward. Like you said, I mean, it could be a couple months before, we, you know, he actually is able to do anything of moving around and, and uh, you know, going places, and it'll be a story. I mean, it'll be a story if we get to go see Tiger Woods watch his son play golf or watch one of his kids play a sport. So uh, I'm sure it'll be uh, – there'll be helicopter coverage and everything. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yes, yeah. I'll probably be standing in front of another hospital soon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Rex, as always, man, we appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, have a great weekend out there watching some golf. See you guys. Thanks, Rex.